This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop, Seager. Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three-run homer, Robinson Cano off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away, center field, Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Thanks for being here once again. Sorry about no podcast yesterday. No podcast tomorrow either. Day baseball at Safeco Field. Longtime listeners know that once in a while the schedule catches up with me, and that's exactly what's happened the last couple days. But here we are, podcast today in what has been a very difficult stretch for the Mariners. They've dropped five in a row. We'll go through the game last night in a moment. Also, the rest of this week, we'll talk more about what happened over the weekend with Edgar Martinez, his number retired, number 11, fabulous ceremony over the weekend. In fact, in today's podcast, we're going to hear his speech from Saturday, which was magnificent. So that will happen in a few minutes. Uh, also coming up, we'll hear from the Mariners starter tonight. Andrew Albers will get the ball. Another in a long line of Mariners pitchers this year as they're knocking on the door of the all-time Major League record most pitchers used in a season. So it's been that kind of year with all the injuries and everything else, but it really could use a good start from Albers in this one. Gallardo really struggled last night. Grand slam in the second inning by Machado. Baltimore. Home run on the very first pitch of the ball game, a six spot in the second inning, seven nothing lead, and they were off to the races. Really, the highlights for the Mariners came last night in the ninth inning. Bottom of the ninth, Nelson Cruz going deep again. The windup and the two one to Nelly, swinging a drive deep to left field, going and going, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball into the Baltimore pen. Nelson Cruz with his 29th home run of the season. It's now the Orioles 11 and the Mariners 3. I really should mention Mike Zanino going yard once again. The 3-2 pitch, swinging a fly ball into deep center field. Jones going back to the 1-8 e track, to the wall, leaps up, goodbye baseball. Mike Zanino with his 18th home run of the year. That ball had some slice to right center field. So Mike Zanino... A leadoff home run here in the bottom of the fifth, and the Mariners are on the board for the second time. It's now Baltimore 10 and the Mariners 2. Number 18 for Zunino. He's among the leaders for catchers in the big leagues for home runs. But really the highlights of this one, Thiago Vieira came on for the very first time, his major league debut. It was great. His last pitch warming up sailed to the backstop. You know, he's throwing 100 miles per hour. 
his first pitch lined right back at his face. From the stretch and his first pitch on the way. Fastball swung on line drive caught by Vieira. Holy smokes, what a catch. Chiago Vieira, his first pitch in the major leagues, came back at him just as fast as he threw it. Chris Davis hit a rocket right back to Vieira. Somehow, some way, he got that glove up in time right in front of his face. Somehow he's able to make the play. His first major league out, it was unbelievable. But he made the play, and then he re- would record his very first major league strikeout. And the one-two on the way. Slider, check swing. Does he go? Yes, he does. Strike three. Vieira with his first strikeout of the major leagues. A slider here on a Monday night, August the 14th of 2017. Man, this kid. It's off to a heck of a start. And he would end up going one, two, three. Here's the stretch. And the 2-2 on the way to Caleb Joseph. Swinging a ground ball, chopped to third. Charging is Espinosa. He's got it tossed across in time to get Joseph. And that will retire the side. What a debut for Chiago Vieira. Takes care of the Orioles. One, two, three in the top of the ninth. And he made a great catch. On a line drive hit right back at him by Chris Davis. And how about the ovation for the 24-year-old kid out of Brazil making his debut for the Mariners tonight from the crowd here at Safeco Field. Way to go, kid. Amazing. I mean, it was great. It was fun to watch. He was electric, throwing 100 miles per hour. It was something. But the Mariners fall in a big way. Here's what Vieira said after the ball game. Wow, I don't know. God protect me there. Guys come so fast and I saw like and try like put my glove there and the ball's coming. Did it take you a moment to, you know, get yourself back together for the next hitter after that? Uh there's like the land drive no don't scare me. So I just like you stay like you prepare like for stay fox for the next hitter, you know, and they secure my pitch by throw bit by pitch and it's working well, thanks God. See that ball? I mean, yeah, yeah, I see it really well. That's why I put in my glove. But if not, no chance. <laughs> Line drive like? don't scare you? No. <laughs> what does? That's a baseball, you know what I mean? You have to be prepared for everything. What was it like the first time? Huh? Uh, I got excited, but I try like it more like it's in control. Don't put like it's so many pressure myself. I just say I'm going to be like me, you know, Thiago Vieira right here. Just like try to attack the hitter and show everything I can do, you know. Heart racing at all as you're going through your warm-up pitches, getting ready for that first at bat, first time in the majors. What was that like for you? What say again, please? Was, was your heart racing, throwing your warm-up pitches and such, getting ready for your first? Yeah, um, yeah. Just like when in my warm-up pitch, I try like throw everything hard, similar to the game, and visualize the hitters there. You know, me because I know the hitters ready to hit my fastball, but I'm ready to attack the hitters too. You just got the ump with the last. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why because I try for a little bit more. <laughs> And the crowd gave you a nice little cheer when you came off. What was the feeling there? Wow, that's amazing because the Mariners fans, like, so, I'm so happy for this. Like, first time I say thank is God, and thank the Mariners giving the opportunity to be here, you know what I mean? That's really important for for me and the, all Brazil's there. So I'm so happy for that moment. All, the, all your teammates were waiting there, too, at the top step to kind of congratulate you. How good was that, you know? Yeah, that's amazing because when you see, like, you have, like, good, good like, teammates here, you play like relax. You play like you're 
you feel like you're a family. You feel like you're housing. You know? That's how I feel here because everybody like like everybody here, and it's amazing. Did Cabrera or anybody in the bullpen tell you anything before you came out? I try like to talk with the veteran guys and they talk a lot with the Diaz, and they talk like everything. What's like the most important situation? Who's the aggressive hitter? Because you have to know, you know, who's going to face. And after the loss, here's Scott Service. Scott, when you were in Boston, you said you, you thought you hit bottom there. No, I don't think this is. Uh, you know, this is a different situation. I think when, than when we were at, uh, you know, at the end of May over in Boston. Obviously, we have not played well here the last five games at home uh, for a number of different reasons. But uh, you know, tonight's ball game. Uh, you know, we had a chance to, to get on their starter early in the first. We got one. Probably, you know, that's when you, those, the starters are vulnerable. As early in the game, we couldn't really tack on there, and then they put the big number up on. Uh, Gallardo there in the second inning, and, and uh, you know the game kind of that. But uh, no, I don't feel like we're in the same situation. Um, you know, we do need to get it turned around here on the mound uh, to keep us in some games. And you know, offensively, uh, you know it, it's it's tough. You know, you get behind in the game early like that, but you got to keep grinding and and trying to put something together and, and put a rally together. We haven't done a ton offensively uh, on this home stand, and that certainly needs to pick up. Uh, you know, for us to get back on the on the winning track. Um, you know, I look where we're at right now and, and where we were at five days ago or six days ago. You know, it's like, wow, you can't believe it's the same club. Uh, but it is baseball, and it will turn around. Uh, we'll get it going back in the right direction. But we need to start happening here pretty soon. What are some of the things earlier in the season when you ran into kind of an offensive like that, that got it turned around? Well, I think, you know, uh, offense can be contagious, just like pitching can be, uh, Shannon. And, and I think, you know, when we got it going, you know, earlier, it was it was back to, you know, controlling strike zone, grinding at bats out, keep the line moving. You know, we'll have different guys have good nights here or there, but just consistency up and down the lineup, that's what it takes. You know, they put big numbers up against us tonight because they hit, you know, through their lineup. It wasn't just one guy who did all the damage tonight. And that's how we're built. That's all good clubs are built. It's got to be from top to bottom. You know, guys chipping in. You're not going to do it every night, but, you know, it takes takes a collective group. Um, and controlling the strike zone, getting back to doing that, that's what it's going to take. What did you see in all those pitches in the second? Right. I, I thought uh, Yovani tonight was probably trying to, uh, you know, I'm sure he was fired up a little bit. That's the club he played against last year. Um, I, I thought his stuff was probably as hard and good a fastball or, or uh, velocity-wise as we've seen in a while. But sometimes overthrowing and seeing that velocity jump up like that. So we saw a lot of hard stuff. Didn't see the back and forth with the curveball and the changeup. It was predominantly all hard, and they got on it. You know, um, They know obviously know him very well. Um, he wanted to show better, but sometimes you, you, know, you get a little too juiced up, and the ball starts getting up and going in bad places instead of locating you know, on certain parts of the strike zone. Hey, Scott, I think this was the 12th time that you've given up a homer to the first hitter in a game. Is there anything to connect that? You know, uh, <laughs> I think we should start throwing more curveballs in the first pitch. Uh, you know, we, we have it a couple times this year. But, you know, people come out aggressive. Um, I think the lineups are maybe built a little bit different now than they were years ago. And the fact that that guy at the top of the order does have power on most teams. Uh, you know, and I can't really explain why other than, you know, maybe we need to start throwing a few more breaking balls on the first pitch because they are coming out swinging. And we've left balls up in the middle of the plate, which is a, you know, obviously a great pitch, pitch, you know, pitch to hit. Pretty yep. interesting uh, debut for Thiago there. Yeah, Vieira was obviously, uh, he's got a lot of uh, a lot of energy, a lot of personality uh, to him. It starts with his delivery and doesn't end there. That's just kind of how he is. Uh, but, you know, it's always exciting to get your, your major league debut under your belt. 
Uh, thank God he caught the ball that yes. came back to him. That would have been uh, just frightening. The first pitch you ever throw in the big leagues, and it comes right back at your forehead like that. So uh, he reacted. He got it, and he kept on. I was impressed. I thought he threw the ball well, threw strikes. Thought the breaking ball much improved than what we saw in spring training, and I think it's a uh, tremendous uh, accomplishment when you talk to all the people who have touched him in player development. This is a player two years ago that wasn't even on the radar. There was a chance of him getting released, and all of a sudden our people dive in, they put a program together, they, they spend hours and hours and hours talking with him because they see the talent. You know, he made huge steps last year, gets put on the 40-man roster, and wham, he's in the big leagues. So uh, tip my hat to all the people who have touched him in, in player development because that is an organizational success when you can take a kid like that and get him to this level this quickly. Dyson O'Kee okay, came out after the slide. Is there anything fine there? Yeah, we were going to get some at-bats uh, for Danny Valencia. I want to keep Danny going. Danny will be in the lineup tomorrow. Um, you know, so, um, you know, Dice is fine. Why is he running there? Um, you know, probably not the, the best decision uh, where we're at in the game. Uh, I appreciate the guys are still playing hard um, and trying to go about it the right way, but our decision-making there is it's got to be better. So now the Mariners will look to bounce back tonight. 7-10 first pitch. Albers will take the ball against former Mariner Wade Miley, an ERA over five on the season. Baltimore has struggled in the rotation. They have the highest rotation ERA in the big leagues, although they faced Gosman last night, who is Baltimore's best pitcher, and despite the overall numbers, has pitched really well as of late. The Mariners saw that firsthand last night, only to get two runs off of him in seven innings. So the Mariners look to bounce back, try to even this series, and then look for the series win on Wednesday. Day baseball on Wednesday, 12:40. First pitch at Safeco Field. Off day to follow, and then a long road trip the rest of August. Next time Mariners will be home will be September. So let's hear from the Mariners starter tonight. Here's Albers with Shannon Dreyer. Catching up with the newest Mariner, and Andrew, we heard you were acquired last week. I think we thought we might see you this week. What's it like for you? You're, you're in the Braves organization, and next thing you know, you are across the country in a different place. Yeah, I mean, in the last few days have been a little bit of a whirlwind, but I'm certainly excited uh, to be over here and to uh, have this opportunity and uh, just really looking forward to it. You walk into the door, you go find the skipper. What, what's that conversation like? Uh, it's like, hey, I'm, you introduce yourself, and, you know, he, he introduces himself, and, you know, you just, you just kind of talk. And, and sitting down with uh, with Scott today, it was great. You know, a uh, really easygoing guy, and, and looking forward to playing for him. How do you give us a self scout? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a guy that's really going to overpower guys or anything like that. But I'm going to compete and hopefully throw strikes. You know, that, that that's kind of the name of my game. I, I got to go out and command the baseball and get ahead and work from there. And you know, if I can do that, I have a chance of being successful and uh, hopefully uh, work, work from there. We're just getting to know you, but on paper, a very interesting kind of path to this starts in Saskatchewan. We don't see a lot of that. Yeah, you don't see much of that at all. You know, obviously baseball's not exactly huge up there, but but for me, you know, it was a passion of mine from the point I was very young. And once I found out I wasn't much of a hockey player, I figured I'd better find something else to do. So, you know, that, that was what I turned to and been very fortunate to have had the journey that I've had. And this is another step in it and, and just really excited about it. What kind of sparked your passion for the game? Uh, my dad used to play, uh, you know, not not at any kind of level, but, you know, just senior men's rec ball. And, and you know, uh, I started playing when I was seven years old and had some success early. And obviously when you have success with a sport, you kind of enjoy it a little bit more. And, again, been fortunate enough for it to take me to some great places and, and give me some wonderful opportunities. So couldn't be more, more thankful for that. How'd you end up at the University of Kentucky? Uh, that, that was another interesting one. I used to play at a, at a tournament called the Canada Cup every year, and, and the pitching coach, who at the time was with Oregon State, his name is Gary Henderson, 
he watched me. He saw me play there a couple years, and uh, you know, kind of when he took the job over at University of Kentucky, he kind of took me with him as a recruit, and, and I followed him there, and, and that was a great opportunity for me. Really, kind of introduced me to baseball in the states, and certainly getting to play in that conference, it was a little bit of an eye-opening experience, and took some bumps there, but at the same time, you know, I think came back stronger for it, and really appreciative of that experience, and, and had a great time in Lexington. I understand you're an excellent recruiter too. Yeah, well, you know, as long as hopefully Paxton's saying some good things, but but certainly got him there anyway. So, uh, you know, that's a long time ago, but I actually had him as a recruit uh, when he took his official visit to UK. So, you know, uh, certainly having that guy around and and the career that he's been able to put together and and watching that develop, uh, it's been pretty fun. I remember talking to James a long time ago about he said he was a totally different pitcher and, and athlete coming out of college than he was from going into college. Yeah, I mean, he came there. He was he was really young his freshman year. I think he I think he was one of those young 18-year-olds that, that when he showed up on campus and I mean, it just it just speaks to the work ethic that James has, the 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 kind of shape that he got himself in, the strength that he put on and and being able to repeat his delivery the way he was by the time he left is, is pretty incredible from from where he came in as a freshman to to where he left as a as a junior and senior, uh, put on some velocity and and again, just just the athleticism in general like he said it's just a testament to how hard he works. And, and you know he was he was phenomenal. Now you've you've traveled around quite a bit, uh, different countries playing baseball. What what's been the highlight for you, or the most enjoyable experience for you? Uh, I, I've been really fortunate to play with some national teams. I mean, those are all these highlights. We've won a couple Pan Am games, which mm-hmm. makes it a lot of fun. Uh, the WBC teams have been a lot of fun, even though we didn't play quite as well as we would have liked this last year. Um, certainly, the the big league debut and, and the way that that those first two starts went are something you'll never forget. You know, had had a couple of good starts to to start off the career. Um, so, you know, again, just been extremely fortunate to have the opportunities that I have and gotten to play in a lot of different countries and gotten to see a lot of different places that, that I never would have otherwise. So, uh, again, just, just extremely thankful and, and ready to take that next step. Lastly, uh, you know, people don't know you quite yet, but in talking to some people uh, around the Braves, they said you were going to be pitching in the big leagues one way or another this year. Very successful season. What is working for you right now? I've just been able to really command the baseball. You know, I've been able to go out and get ahead of guys, and the fastball command has been outstanding, and, and I've been able to work off that. And, you know, that's kind of kind of what I need to do. I need to work ahead and, and work both sides of the plate in and out and, and then work my secondary stuff off of that. And, and that's kind of been the recipe for success. And really, I mean, for 99% of pitchers, that's the recipe for success. So, you know, if you're able to do that, you, you're, you're going to be all right. And, and, you know, hopefully I can continue to do that. To do that. Uh, I've been feeling great lately, um, healthy, which is always nice. You know, it makes it a lot more fun to go out there and compete and uh, you know if I can throw the ball like I have been in AAA the last couple months hopefully hopefully can have some good results up here as well. I look forward to seeing it tomorrow thank you. All right thanks a lot Shannon appreciate your time. And now the great Edgar Martinez his wonderful speech on Saturday number 11 retired for all time. Thank you Kevin, John, and John. Thank you to the whole organization for this great honor. I'm humble to see my number retire next to the great Jackie Robinson and the kid, the great Ken Griffey Jr. From me and my family, it is a great honor, and we thank you. Now, if you excuse me, I'd like to say a few words in Spanish 
to my people in Puerto Rico. Gracias a todos mis familiares en Puerto Rico, mi mamá que se encuentra aquí, mi hermana Sonia y mi hermano Elliot. A mi gente de Puerto Rico, del barrio de Maguayo, Dorado, un saludo, los extraño mucho. Thank you. Now, I'm here today in front of you because along the way, it was people that teach me, trusted me, mentor me, One of that person was Mari Martinez. Mari Martinez, he's not here with us, but he signed me. He was the person that gave me the opportunity to be a professional player. Mari, thank you. I wish you were here. Another person that guided me was my cousin, Carmelo Martinez. You know, when I got the offer to sign, at that time in my life, I was doing well. I was going to university, I was working at night, I was playing in the weekends, and I was doing well. At that point, I wasn't sure if I wanted to sign. And Carmelo Martinez was the person that convinced me to sign the contract. Thank you, Carmelo. <laughs> also, my, my grandparents, I wish they were here. They teach me the importance of respect, loyalty, and, and hard work. My grandfather would drive me around to my baseball games for years. He also introduced the game to me when I was very young. I also wanted to thank and acknowledge my teammates. Alvin Davis, Dave Valley, Harold Reynolds, thank you for guiding me when I was a young player.
Early in my career, your mentorship was very valuable. Jamie Moyer. No one was better prepared to compete than you. You didn't have the big fastball, but you knew how to use it. Dan the man. You're always a leader, always had words of encouragement, and we appreciate it very much. Thank you, Dan. And Jay, the bone. <laughs> I love you for that. <laughs> Your leadership in the clubhouse was very essential. It helped us. You were the one that were not afraid to say the things that we didn't want to hear. We needed to hear that. Thank you, Jay. Toulouse. I know you're watching. We all, the players that play for you, are grateful. We learned so much from you and you help us take this whole career to the new level. Under your leadership, we all grew and became much better players. Thank you for teaching us and your mentorship. Thank you, Lou. to Ken Griffey Jr. It was so much fun to watch you play. It was so much fun to watch that beautiful swing from the on-deck circle. You were in a different class. In 1995, the way you came back to play in the playoff after you broke your wrist, it was impressive. Thank you for your comments during your induction to the Hall of Fame. To my kids, Alex, Tessa, and JJ.
I am so lucky to have such a smart kids, kind, respectful, and also very funny. I love you, kid. To my wife, Holly. Thank you for being there for me. I know baseball can be tough on families, but you did an amazing job. Our kids are amazing, thanks to you. And I'm also proud for the, your determination to get in your master and building a career. It is a great example to our kids. team. Let's take the challenge. We have a month and a half to go. We know it's a challenge like any competition, but let's look at it in a positive way. Let's look at it as a way of competition. Let's compete one pitch at a time. From the pitching side, defense side, and offense side. Like our manager, service. The slogan that he gave us, let's bring it. What a wonderful game. Because baseball, I met my wife, I have a wonderful family, I have all these awards, a street, number retire. I live in an area that is beautiful, beautiful lake, mountains, and beautiful people. I am blessed. When I thought that baseball has given me everything he had, it gives me more. To the Mariners fans,
I am so fortunate to play in front of you for 18 years. Thank you for taking me as one of your own and welcoming me in your homes. You were a force that kept me going. I am so grateful. Thank you, thank you Seattle. See you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.